Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The following is a presentation of the Bellip Sports Media Network. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the latest episode of the Up Tempo Podcast. I'm your host, Dustin Smith in Pensacola, Florida tonight, joined by my boy in Mobile, a stormy Mobile, as he tells me, my boy Blake Lane. And Blake, the first weekend, brother, without Auburn sports, how did you hold up? Because I was speaking miserable, my dude. Dude, I'll be honest with you, Dustin. I had to call the boys and I said, hey, let's go play a round of golf. (laughs) And we set that up and we went over to Lake Forest in Daphne, Alabama, uh, played a round of golf. It was uh, just sweltering, dude. The heat was outrageous. But we got through it. Uh, We went over to my buddy DG's, uh, who who was with me Thursday night, making uh, some College World Series picks and stuff like that. Yeah, I appreciate that, man. I uh, hate you couldn't be there, but we went over to his house and uh, we grilled out, uh, got in the pool a little bit, and uh, and he's got a nice little setup on the back patio, and we were just watching college baseball, man. So it was it was a fun little weekend, but obviously I wish uh, the Auburn Tigers would have been playing uh, in Plainsman Park for a Super Regional with a chance to go to Omaha. Yeah, it hurt, brother. It hurt watching some of them teams that I knew were better than, for real. It hurt. It hurt. But, you know, uh, Wake Forest kind of kind of uh, lit a fire and, and that uh, <laughs> that was a little helpful. And, and watching that 22 to five onslaught, you know, that that yeah. was always uh, that put a smile on my face. So I enjoyed that. Yeah, they put it on them, man. That was good stuff. And it's been a long time since some boys from T-Town been to Omaha. Been a long time. Yes, sir. Uh, so what we're going to do tonight, man, we're going to break down the football schedule because that's that's where we're at. And uh, what we wanted to do was we kind of wanted to look at it and rank these games from 12 to 1 and what we thought just level of importance. We're not going to predict tonight. I don't know about you, man. I don't even want to start predicting until fall camp starts. Yeah. Um, we're not going to predict. We're not going to do anything like that. Um, but we're all just going to kind of just a uh, level of importance of like the season, how, how, you know, how important we think this game is. And we're going to start at 12 and work our way. to what we think is number one. So I know that uh, me and Blake, uh, we had 12 through 10, uh, just kind of the give me's we had these um, and we didn't, we didn't get together before and do this. Uh, we've yeah. seen each other's list for the first time. Uh, but I know that we had 12 through 10, uh, just Sanford, UMass and New Mexico state in there. If you're going to make a bowl game, you better get these right, Blake. Absolutely. These are the three gimmies, Dustin. And and if you want to get to that seven and five, uh, eight and four, like all the Auburn fans say, that is 
uh, year one, and you would be comfortable with winning in year one, seven to eight wins. Uh, these are the three that you they, they are a must have, and I think they I think they will be. Uh, all three will be victories. Uh, we don't want an App State uh, at Texas A&M happening, but I don't see that with these three games. Uh, actually, you know, UMass that that's the that's the opener. Uh, that's going to be a whiteout in Jordan Hare, and they're telling all the fans to wear white. Uh, and and that's just that one's that one's you know going to be fun because that's the first time that Hugh's going to come out the tunnel for the yeah, Auburn Tigers. Yeah, and 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 that that's that's going to be a big moment, you know, because all we've been hearing from from the media and and uh, all the college football analysts is Hugh Freeze has been portaling, Hugh Freeze has been recruiting, and the staff has been slowly putting it together. So uh, that one's going to be a fun one, brother. Yeah, I'm with you. And like you said, just the start of a new regime, start of a new era. Uh, I look forward to that Tiger walk and seeing Hugh come through there for the first time. It'll be fun. And, but, I mean, dude, like I said on our episode with Ike, I'm already watching old games, dude. I've watched games from the freaking 80s. I've watched games from the 90s. Like, I'm there. Um, that last little bit of Auburn baseball. Because, look, I love my Tampa Bay Rays. Don't get me wrong. But, like, dude, the, the football season will be started before those games even get to where they matter. So, mm-hmm. that's just, you know, that's just kind of where we're at in, in sports right now. Um, so when that first one comes, man, it's like it's like Christmas morning to me. That Friday before opening, opening kickoff, opening weekend, man, the anticipation is it's a blast. And you wake up and you're like, oh, I made it, I made it, dude. And and you know, like you just mentioned with baseball and everything, you know, we were we were hammering Auburn baseball content. We were pushing it out there, and and we decided to kind of hold back on football, right? Because we wanted to devote our time fully to this baseball team. And so that's why we're kind of here tonight is to really kick this thing off uh, and and get Auburn football content out there. And I'm with you, dude. Like, I can can miss a Yankees game and just be like, oh, you know, like I'll catch the next one. They're playing the same team tomorrow. (laughs) They play 162 (laughs) of them jokers now. You know, I I love it. I love it. Don't get me wrong. But – I can go a night and miss one. Uh, but Auburn sports, Auburn football, basketball, baseball, whatever, mm-hmm. uh, I'm locked in, Dustin. So uh, that's what uh, – now that baseball is over with, I'm full head of steam to football, brother. Yeah, 100%. Uh, getting up here to number nine, I don't even know where you had at number nine. Uh, we both had Vandy. We both had Vandy. So, listen, not going to get too deep into this, but I just want to say, man, We've lost two in a row to Nashville. Now, I acknowledge it, or in Nashville, I acknowledge uh, they just kind of catch us at the wrong time. Uh, let's see, 2012, they got a 17 to 12. We all know what 2012 was, good Lord. Mm-hmm. And then 2008, another five and seven season, uh, they got us 14 to 13. Mm-hmm. So just they just caught us at the right time, man. 21 and 21 all time first Vandy, Blake. 21 mm-hmm. and 21. So I think we go up there and get the job done. We just have superior athletes. There'll be more Auburn fans in the building than there will be Vanderbilt. Mm-hmm. But and it's a cool trip. We haven't been there in a long time. But uh, just don't overlook it because historically they've been a pain in our side, man. They've they've given us trouble. Um, and even the last time we played them, 2016, that's when we were kind of rolling. Cam Petway went on that breakaway run, and then he tore his hamstring. And mm-hmm. uh, they actually remember they leaped, blocked the field goal, but got called for leaping. Just kind of a weird game, and then. After that game, our season went off the rails. We, mm-hmm. you know, we just kind of fell apart. Finished another Gus Malzahn eight and five season. So just don't overlook this Vanderbilt team. Um, 
I do like kind of where it's at in the season as far as later in the season. I think they'll be beat up just because who isn't at that point in the SEC. Mm-hmm. And um, a, a Vanderbilt team that's down to their backups, you know, that's just not a team that has a lot of depth. So we should win that game easy. But just historically, man, don't overlook them. And it'll be nice to, to win that game and take a series lead because that's just crazy, 21-21 to 21 with Vandy. You know, Clark Lee's got those guys on the come up. And, and we saw that mm-hmm. last year, right? Uh, this seven a- last year, yeah. Yeah, and and this is a team that that beat Florida. You know, they they started out with an absolute shellacking out in Hawaii, and mm-hmm. and uh, people were kind of questioning them if they could go out there and get it done. They had some they had some big wins. This is a team that took Ole Miss into the second half, and it was like a tied game at right. halftime or a seven point game or whatever. Uh, Ole Miss eventually ended up blowing them out, but. Uh, they hung around, you know, and uh, I have them at nine just because I think this is a team that you should dominate. Yeah, right? sure. I think Hugh Freeze can score on Vandy. Uh, their defense was not great last year, hmm. uh, and and so uh, their offense kind of kind of got it rolling, but th- their their defense just gives up way too many points. And I think Hugh can score on this Vanderbilt team, uh, and. Look, honestly, this is another team. If you want to get bowl eligible, you got to beat. So yeah, you, you can't go up to Nashville and flirt around and end up losing this game because if you do, you're in trouble. And this is also coming off uh, you got Georgia, you got LSU, you got Ole Miss, you got Mississippi State. So this yeah. is right in the thick of your schedule. And then you got Vanderbilt. So could this be a trap? I don't know, but I think you got to go to Nashville and you got to handle business, Dustin. Yeah, hundred percent. I'm with you on that. Um, who we got at eight, Dustin? Who we got at eight? Let's see here. I went Arkansas. You went Mississippi State. Why Mississippi State at eight, Dustin? So Mississippi State has made thirteen bowl games in a row. Mm-hmm. Probably their best, like at least their most consistent stretch in the history of their program. We all know what happened last year, dude, with the Mike Leach situation. Mm-hmm. Um, was it uh, Arnett? Yeah, Zach Arnett. Yep. Got, we were actually kind of there was some rumors he was going to be our DC, and then the unfortunate situation piece, the pirate. Uh, so he has to kind of slide in and take over that program. And I just was he ready? Was Zach Arnett ready to be a head coach? Like I said, he was interviewing for DC jobs. They just it kind of seems like they were in a tough situation, and they had to do what they had to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. Maybe he. Maybe he's. I mean. They have a lot of returning starters. They have a lot of returning production. Here's where I – here's my thing with Mississippi State. Mm-hmm. Mississippi State is going to uh, Kevin Barbet. I believe that's how you say it. He's coming – he was the head coach at Texas State, uh, and home of future stud, Texas State stud, TJ Finley, baby. Light him up, TJ. Uh, but he runs a uh, – he runs a much different offense than what – He wants to run a balanced offense. He wants to have a lot more running in between the tackles. He wants to do some different things. Well, you know what Mike Leach did. They don't have the personnel. Is Will Rogers a experienced quarterback? 100% he's an experienced quarterback. But he's just – but three years of that's in the air raid. How does he adjust to this new system? You can't just completely overhaul an offensive line. Does an offensive line – do you have the guys that can run this system? Because the offensive line that are required to run the air raid – look a lot different than a lot of other offenses. The receivers, just the whole offense, how is that going to mesh? I think back to some times when we tried to do it. it mm-hmm. What was the first year after Gus uh, went to Arkansas State? That would have been 2011, right? 
And then we tried to go to, we had all those Gus guys from two or three years of Gus being the OC. And then we tried to go to a multi, I don't even remember the cat that we hired. I think it was uh, some guy from Temple or something. But uh, we were trying to go to this multi-purpose, multi-balanced. you know, balanced. We were trying to get 200 yards rushing, 200 yards passing every game. And it was a disaster because the personnel didn't match. Mm-hmm. I think that's kind of where Mississippi State is. And when I look at this competitive West and where it's going to be, right now, man, I'm going to pick Mississippi State to finish last in the West. That's kind of where I have them sitting. So, And uh, this game will be on my 32nd birthday. So, mm-hmm. Auburn, give your boy a birthday present. I'm going to finesse somebody in my family and being like, hey, birthday present, you know what I want. So hopefully I'll be there and get it done, Auburn. Uh, and this is like, if we're going to get to seven, eight wins, bro, you got to beat the Bulldogs. And they've been beating us lately, and it's time to get that right. That's time to get that right, man. Yeah, Dustin, I went with Arkansas because this is a Sam Pittman team uh, that didn't have a great year last year. Uh, they went six and six, uh, and it, it just – they had the great year the year before, and they were supposed to be really good last year. The media was picking them nine and three, ten and two. It just <laughs> didn't uh, happen like that. You know, look, Arkansas is Arkansas to me. Okay. And this is a game right after Vanderbilt that you're going to get at Arkansas, but we've known that we can go up there and we can compete. And we remember what Bo Nix did to them a couple years back. Uh, and I think that was an 11 a.m. kick. Uh, we just we weren't even supposed to win that game. They were supposed, you know, it was supposed to be the KJ Jefferson show and we ended up beating them by two scores and, and uh, had a nice little day there. So I think after the Vanderbilt game, you get a win, you go to Arkansas, there's momentum to be got there. And like I said, you can win there. All right. Gus can score points on that defense. That secondary was absolutely atrocious last year this was a team that you hung around with last year in the brian harson era now in the second half when you were absolutely worn out they took control and uh, they were just really running it down your throat and that is the one thing with arkansas this year uh, i believe they have rocket sanders coming back kj coming back uh, so that's going to be you know they're bread and butter they're going to run the football and if auburn can contain those two guys, I feel like that they can win this game. And this is one of the games that will also propel you to that eight and four mark that right. Auburn fans really want to see in year one. So that is why I have Arkansas at eight, because I really do believe the Auburn Tigers can go to Arkansas and win that football game. So uh, Dustin will move to number seven. And we're these next two uh, right here, we, we've kind of, you know, uh, when we revealed our list to each other, we kind of talked about, and uh, and, th- and this is going to be a fun one. So uh, I went with Georgia at seven. You went with LSU. Why LSU, Dustin? Because they're just going to be a really good team. BK is rolling. He's doing his thing. Um, we celebrated a lot, rightfully so, our last mm-hmm. win in Baton Rouge. That was uh, a product of our own doing and not winning there in over 20 years. But they've got those pictures. You know, they've got a lot of pictures of Auburn fans smoking cigars and this, that, and the other. It, I don't know how in the era of the portal and the regime change they've had, I don't even know how many of those players are left on that team, but their fans will remember it. That'll be a rowdy atmosphere. Like it'll always be probably be a night, you know, a night game at the very least. It'll be a two thirty kickoff depending on how uh, both teams start. Um, and for me too, it's like, this is coming after the Georgia game. Now there's a bye week. There is a bye week after Georgia in between LSU. So, you know, hopefully maybe that gives you an extra week to prepare. But it's just ultimately, Blake, it's just not a game I see us winning. I think that we'd have to get a lot of breaks in the stadium that historically 
we do not get a lot of breaks in. I know what happened the last time, but I'm still haunted by the John Ron field goal game and mm-hmm. Les Miles just running the freaking clock down for 30 seconds when they should have kicked a field goal and yeah. throwing a Hail Mary over a 10-year NFL uh, stud in Gerard Powers. Like, just the whole thing. Kenny Irons getting off the bus saying, I'm going for 200. Goes for 200. You still don't get the dub. Bro, I'm shocked. I'm still, I'm still shocked with that whole situation. And they're yeah. a good, they're a good team. They won the West last year. Jane Daniels had over 3,800 yards, 29 TDs. They've only they had a they are right there with us as far as best team in the portal rankings for the SEC. They've just added more talent. They have a good recruiting class. They brought in some freshmen that are going to contribute and play early. LSU is a 10 win team. Us going there, we're just not ready for that. Um, I think that, and then, and then I think that I think that Georgia, that Georgia LSU stretch is going to be tough for us. Yeah, and, and that's why I have Georgia at seven is because you know everybody talks about Georgia and what they lost, but uh, the recruiting rankings. You look at those and what they have coming in, and all the five stars, all the blue chips. Uh, you know they beat the piss out of TCU. Uh, their backup guy, he gets to get in and he gets his moment in the national championship game. And so, it, you know, I, I still think they're going to be right there at the top of the SEC, you know, especially the SEC East. I, I, I think them in Tennessee yeah. are going to be uh, the juggernaut over there this year. Maybe Kentucky, they could possibly slide in there. But uh, Georgia's still going to be dominant. And it this really all depends on what you do at A&M. Can you win this football game? It's at Jordan-Hare. It's at Jordan-Hare. We know strange things have happened, but this Georgia program has absolutely whooped your ass, all right, over the last 15 to 15 20 years. 18. Yet they have dominated you from 15 to 20 years. They have dominated you. And so what are you going to do? Are you going to lay down in Jordan-Hare? After, what are you going to do at Texas A&M? And, and this is the game that rolls off of that. Uh, are you going to start 4-0 and and welcome Georgia into Jordan-Hare and it be a 2.30 CBS game? Right. Or are you going to get an 11 o'clock, what should be a Jefferson Pilot special Woo! back in the day? JP, baby. JP. <laughs> yeah, so that's why I have it at 7 because I didn't go LSU here because I'll tell you in a minute I got them a little lower. But I ultimately think we lose this football game because I just think Georgia in year one, in year one for us in the yeah. Q era – they're just a little more talented than we are. So I had to drop them to seven on my list. Uh, and and Dustin, we'll, we'll move on to number six. Uh, I went with Mississippi State. You went with uh, Georgia. And why Georgia at six, Dustin? So just uh, they have the – I mean, it is what it is. They have the horses. We don't. Mm-hmm. They're going to – you know, barring some kind of miracle, they're going to beat us. The miracle would be this. Georgia's won a lot of games in a row. Um, I don't know how their first three or four games are looking in that season, but maybe they come into Jordan-Hare on this crazy long winning streak. And then – because you're not going to win forever. You're not going to win them all. So maybe something like that happens. They just don't play their best ball. We get some turnovers. Uh, Maybe something like that happens. But, man, just on paper – I just, I just don't see it. The only reason I have it, I have it like it's the same scenario with LSU. I just, I have it at six because it's at home, and like yep. maybe, maybe you can muster up some stuff because even, even though I'll be waking up that day knowing that we're probably going to get beat, I'll, I'll still kind of, well, it's Georgia. I'll still, I'll still play those games with my emotions, mm-hmm. and so the 
88,000 people at Jordan Hare are going to do the same thing. They're going to give everything they got, and that'll probably keep us in the game. Even going back to Harson's first year, bro, where they beat us like 31 to 10 or whatever it was, that was a game where, like, they just kind of pulled away. Like, yeah. they didn't come in and just smack us. They didn't really smack us last year. I mean, eventually they did, but they just kind of suffocated us and pulled away. And I just kind of see the same thing happening here at home. You remember uh, it, it all started with the uh, bow, the bow little dart pass out to Shivers, and it went off. It deflected off of his hands, yep, and they yep, picked yep. it off, and that's what kind of the carousel just kind of started uh, turning. And then yeah, and, we dropped some balls. Kobe dropped some balls. Yeah, yeah, and and that's really what it got it got it churning for Georgia uh, in in Harson's first year. But uh, Dustin, I went with Mississippi State, and kind of like you said a while ago, this is a team that has kind of been through it. And, and like you said, rest in peace to the Pirate. Uh, just so unfortunate what those kids had to go through at the end of last season, especially after they beat Ole Miss in the Egg Bowl and uh, just being so high and then just plummeting so low. But then winning their bowl game with Zach Arnett being there for those kids, man. But like you mentioned, everything's new this year. And this is an important game to me because you're on a two-game losing streak to Mississippi State, all right? And let's don't forget, it wasn't pretty in 2020 in the COVID year with Gus, all right? He got fired right after the game the next morning, all right? And you barely squeaked that one out. It was like nine to six going into the fourth quarter. It was ugly. It was it was awful. Uh, and then you give up, what was it, a 28-point lead in 21? Yeah. I mean, oh yeah, you, the uh, the word. I mean, the, the largest blown lead in the history of Jordan Air Stadium. Yeah, so you blew that one, and then last year, that's got to leave a bitter, sour taste in your mouth. All right, remember For the Booby Willow fumble game? There you go. Look, last year, that one left an awful taste in my mouth because you were down. You know, they come out the gates. What was it? Twenty-one nothing. Yeah, and. Robbie and the offense got it going. They battled back. The defense made some plays, caused a turnover or two, and you got back in it, and you just couldn't get it done in OT. And uh, and that one was a painful one. That was Cadillac's first game. And, and look, we go back to that. If Cadillac would have had a little more time to prepare, I think Auburn yeah. wins that football game. But if you fire Harson like I told you to after Penn State, <laughs> hey. uh, you it, – <laughs> I mean, I got called an idiot, but if homeboy doesn't drop, if if boy from Mississippi or from Missouri does not drop that football, he gets fired after Missouri, and they 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 put Cadillac in, and we make a ball game. Dude, I I said it in the third quarter, leaving Jordan Hare at at Penn State. (laughs) A lot of people in the stadium were. Yeah, that was pathetic, man. But look, I think this is a big time game. You know, you get them at home. Last year was at State, and. Once again, I want to point this out. This is a game if you want to get to eight and four, like all of you Auburn fans do, including us. <laughs> this is a game that you gotta win, and you get it at home. And this team has kicked your ass the last two years. Mm-hmm. And this is a team, and and Mississippi State. If there's a Mississippi State fan watching this, it's no disrespect to your program, but you're not on Auburn's level. And I see that too much on Twitter where Mississippi State fans kind of think that they're getting on that level, you'll never be on that level, okay? You're a baseball school, and remember what you are, right? And and I've said that. I said it last year, Dustin. I don't know if you remember it, but uh, this is 
this is a six-team conference, all right? And and you know my six teams. It is yeah. Alabama, LSU, Auburn in the West, and in the East, it is Georgia, Florida, Tennessee. And, and those are my horses in this conference. Now, uh, in 2024, it'll change with Texas and Oklahoma coming in, but this Mississippi State matchup is crucial to me. Uh, this is one of those that you got to have, so that's why I got it at six. And we'll move on to number five. Dustin, you got Arkansas. I got LSU. I'll tell you real quick why I got LSU there. Because of last year and what happened in that game, I know they went on to win the West. They had a, a fairy tale ending right there with beating Alabama uh, with, with no time left and, and everything. And uh, it, it was just a crazy game for them to go to the West and uh, for them to win the West and go to the SEC title game. But this is a team that we were manhandling last year. Right? In the first half, we were up 17 to nothing. Right? Yeah, we didn't – we let them off the hook, okay? Uh, Jaden Daniels, he threw for five yards in the second half in Jordan Hare. So, yeah. I feel like – I feel like – I know it's in Baton Rouge, but I feel like this is a, this is a team that we could get. Now, Georgia – Big, big. I, I can't put Georgia up here because I don't feel like we have the chance to really get them. I don't feel yeah. like we have the horses, but LSU, I feel like we could we could match up with LSU. Now I know they got the dogs and Harold Perkins and all that, and and their wide receivers are are freakishly athletic, and they always got some horses in the backfield, right? And Jaden Daniels is returning, and there's all this hype down there, but we just the last time we were in Baton Rouge, we come out with a victory, and that was with Potato Head on the sideline. You know, and I know I know Bo Nix played his ass off that night, but I really do feel like you could go to Baton Rouge and you could slip up and find yourself in a football game. Well, do I think we win that game? game. Yeah. It, it would be it would be a game. Do I think we win it? I don't know yet. All right. And like I said, we're not predicting tonight, but uh it's it's important because guess what? I remember sitting in Baton Rouge in 2013 and one of the worst Auburn football seasons of all time happened in 2012. And I went down to Baton Rouge and I said, it's going to storm. It's a hundred percent chance of rain, but I'm going to watch this football team. And I saw a football team get down early and I said, Oh boy. I said, we might not be much better than 2012, but then I saw a football team fight back. All right. I saw a football team not give up like that 2012 team did. I saw a football team get back into a football game and make it something where LSU had to put the they had to put their foot back on the pedal and say, oh shit, here comes Auburn. You know, we gotta we gotta put this thing in the end zone. All right. And then they put us away late in the fourth. And that's what I want to see this year. I want to see you go to Baton Rouge. I want to see Hugh Freeze go down there and say, hey. We can win this football game. This isn't an right. LSU gimme, all right? And and uh, this is also piggybacking off the Georgia game. So if you do lose to Georgia, how are you going to respond? If if you beat A and M and you start out four and zero, you lose to Georgia. You're at four and one. How are you going to respond? Are you going to go into Baton Rouge and lay an egg? Be four and two, and then the tough stretch. There's tough stretch right there after LSU, and so. Uh, that is why LSU is at five for me. I think it's a, a huge week for the Auburn Tigers, and I think there's a possibility there uh, that that we could sneak up on them mm. and 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 get a win in Baton Rouge. 
Uh, that so, would, yeah, that'd be huge, man, because I think they're going to have a great year still. Um, yeah. So if we if we were able to slide in and get that win, that would be a big statement for you going down the bat. It would be nice to uh, after dealing with the twenty something years, it would be nice to say we got two in a row on y'all in Baton Rouge. That'd be go. pretty. That'd be a pretty little uh, sweet. But man, um, so yeah, I'm with you, and you make a good point about 2013. And you know, I, I mean, you talked about that before. I totally agree with you um, because I left that night saying, "Hey, man, this team has turned it around." Yeah, um, yeah. just because like I said, it was we were down 21 to zero with like mm-hmm. six minutes to go in the first quarter. You were just like, "Oh, I mean, everybody get boat raced," and it just didn't happen that way. And um, if you watch anything like any, there's so many documentaries about that season. If you watch any of them, all the players talk about how that game was kind of that measuring stick for them. So you make a good point about where that's at in the season. If you go down there and you make a statement for sure, um, I've got Arkansas here, Blake, just because of where it is on the schedule, mm-hmm. like because it's um. It's right there after Vandy. You got at Vandy the week before. Before that is Mississippi State. Before that is Ole Miss. So I think that – and then after that, after Arkansas is New Mexico State. I think you have a real shot at going 5-0 and in those games. At the minimum, 4-1. and But Arkansas was a game that you can – I don't. I know that at Vandy and at Arkansas are not world beaters, but you can win back-to-back SEC road games. Mm-hmm. They're – Obviously, very good winnable games. And I take what Arkansas did to us last year personal mm-hmm. because that was the deadest I've ever seen that stadium. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, Harson got fired the Monday after. That's how bad it was. Um, but that was just bad, man. They manhandled us. They dominated us. And for where it's at, you're going to play BAM in the last game of the season. Let, let's just take Mississippi State game and Ole Miss out of it. You still that's a very that's a very winnable stretch of games with Vanderbilt, Arkansas, New Mexico State. Say whatever with Mississippi games, you can go into the Iron Bowl with at minimum a three game winning streak and some momentum. But if you lose that game, that's nah, not going to look good. It's too late in the season to lose at Arkansas. Um, so it's just I think it's an important game that, that we need to win. And I don't want to lose two in a row to those clowns. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you 100 percent there. Uh, let's move on to number four, Dustin. I got Cal, and you have the Colt of Texas yeah. A&M. Why you got him at four, Dustin? Well, I got the Colt at number four because of where it is, where it is in the season. Um, mm-hmm. We're four and one there all time, so we we do pretty good there. Uh, six and seven all time versus them, so I like to even that up. Um, and yeah, you got you got A&M, and then it's Georgia LSU. And real quick on that. SEC, when we told y'all we won't want Georgia Bama anymore, that didn't mean stick it yeah. right before a trip to Death Valley. That's not yeah. what we were talking about. But whatever. We'll see how the schedule falls in the future. I'm sure they'll replace at LSU with at Oklahoma or something for us. But anyway, um, yeah, it's just where it's at, brother. Like, mm-hmm. because you're probably going to lose Georgia you're probably going to lose to LSU. You're at least going to be heavy underdogs. So you need to go into A&M and get that win because otherwise you're looking at uh, the possibility of a three-game losing streak. And those first three games aren't that big of opponents. There are teams that you'll be expected to win. So the sentiment would be, oh, boy, now that you started playing the real teams, it ain't going right. No one's going to say anything if you start off 4-0 and then drop games to Georgia LSU. As long as you look competitive in them, you'll be sitting at 4-2 and people will be like, this is where we expected Auburn to be. Everything's fine. 
But four and two looks a hell of a lot different than three and three. Mm-hmm. Hell of a lot different than three and three. So for that reason alone, I think it is is pretty important. And um, they're talented. They're talented. And and for all the jokes we make about how crazy that that's uh, that whole fan base and their traditions are and all that kind of stuff, they're going to be loud. They're going to be into it. So it's going to be a tough atmosphere. But like I said, four and one there all time. We sh- I just. It's a game that I think we should win. Like if I had today, if I if we were predicting today, I would say, I think I think yes. So, um, but it's going to be very tough. So it'll be one of those. It's like it's a it's a tone setter, man. It's mm-hmm. a tone setter, and you got to avoid a three game losing streak because then because then momentum. And we talked about that team chemistry, right? We talked about it with Mike. We talked about it with I. Yep. A bunch of a bunch of new guys. A three game losing streak ain't good for that. I agree with you there, uh, and and that's going to be a pivotal game. Obviously, you haven't seen them come up on my list yet, so I got them a little higher. <laughs> right. uh, but I'm going with Cal here, Dustin, and and the reason I'm going with Cal is because it's week two. All right, and this is really going to tell you where Auburn is. And when you go out west, you know what you're going to get with the Pac-12. All right, you're going to get a team that's going to want to throw it around. They're, they're going to want to stretch it wide. And this is going to really show you about that secondary. This is going to show you, can Auburn dominate the trenches on both sides of the football? All right, And, and that's what you should do with a mediocre Pac-12 team. Auburn should go out to Cal and absolutely dominate because I think this game is going to tell you where Auburn sits for the season. I really do. You're getting a test week two. And don't sit here and think just because it's Cal, oh, this is an automatic win. It's not. All right. They were competitive a little bit last year. I don't I watched a couple of their games. I watched them play Bo and Oregon. All right. They were competitive a little bit. Now, like I said, you've got to dominate the trenches. All right. Because they're not as big. They're not as physical. That's not their style of play. All right. They like to throw it around the yard. Our secondary should manhandle their receivers. We're going to be that good in that department on D. So we should win this football game. Our offense, run it down their throat. All right, yes, we got we got the horses to do it, and and this game favors you in every aspect in all three phase in all three phases of this football game. Auburn checks the boxes, but don't go out there going two what two time zones away. Yeah. Uh, you're gonna have a late kick. I think it's a 9:30 kick. 9:30 kick. Uh, so you're, yeah. you're you're playing Pac-12 after dark. Don't get caught sleeping. All right. But this is gonna set the tone. I tell you. I tell you right now, Dustin. If this Auburn team goes out there and they handle business and they beat Cal by two scores, you're gonna get you're gonna get a hellacious fan base. Yep. You're they're gonna be rocking. All right. Auburn Auburn will travel to that game too. Auburn fans will travel. Do you think there'll be more Auburn fans there? I do. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. There will be more Auburn fans than Cal fans in that stadium. Uh, And I think you're going to have a hellacious fan base excited on Twitter, uh, social media, everything. Like I I think, I think the, the motor is going to start churning, man. I I really do. I think this is going to set the tempo to the season. And, you're going to get that first test on the road. This isn't a neutral site, all right? And that's what I like about this is it's on the road. You're not going to Dallas, Texas to play Oregon in the showdown, the kickoff right, classic right. or whatever. You're having to go to their house mm-hmm. uh, in Pac-12 after dark territory. So uh, that is why I got Cal at four. I think this is going to be a major test. But 
once again, I go back to the eight and four thing. If you want to get to eight and four, you got to beat Cal. All right. Got to beat Cal. So let's move on to number three. Uh, I got Ole Miss. Dustin, you got Cal. Why Cal? So I'll just get so a lot of things you said about Cal, I'm with you. It's just mm-hmm. it's where it's at. It's not even about Cal. Um, mm-hmm. they're starting, they're starting a brand new quarterback. He transferred from TCU, uh, Sam Jackson. Didn't get a lot of reps there. They're working in a whole new offensive system themselves. Uh, they're trying to go to an up-tempo, fast-paced offense, this whole deal. Um, so it's not even really about Cal, man. It's not, it's not an intimidating atmosphere. Like we just said, there'll be more Auburn fans. Um, it's just about one the travel. Uh, if you think that traveling from Auburn to Cal and then having to do whatever they're going to have to do for practice all week and adjusting that time zone, if you think that's not a big deal, I challenge you to look up the win percentage of teams traveling from this side of the country to the west uh, to that western time zone mm-hmm. in the in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And those are professionals. Even those guys, the win percentage is way down. Those it don't matter. Like it don't matter, bro. It don't matter if that team is the is a Back in the day, I remember uh, Tampa, we were actually decent one year, and we went out there, and the Raiders were like a three-win team, and they just smoked us. And mm-hmm. um, and there's there's just there's something to that. But obviously, like, just think of a guy like Justin Rogers and Jason Jones. Does Cal have the guys to block those kind of guys? And yeah. it's week two, so we're going to be as healthy as we're going to be all year. So, And you made a good point about uh, receivers versus defensive backs. Is there anybody on Cal that's going to be able to get separation on our DBs? No. So it's not about Cal. It's about Auburn for all the reasons that you mentioned and just for and, – and lose this game, and then you see. If we win this game and win the other games that we need to win and this, that, and the other and finish eight and four like, you, like you're talking about, then the Cal game won't be – you won't look back at it as this big game. But, boy, if you lose it in week two – then you know how it's going to get, man. The jokes are going to start flying in. The mm-hmm. fan base is going to start going, oh, man. And the locker room is going to start saying, boy, we still got all these teams in the SEC to come on, and we didn't win at Cal. So, and like I made the, I mentioned this all the time too, man, um, how often do we play Cal? So anytime yeah. we play these teams that we don't play, I want to get in there. I want to uh, get the dub. I know they come to us next year. Well, we'll see. How, I guess we'll see how that pans out with the scheduling. But, um, yeah, we'll have to go 2-1 over as Cal, man. And uh, just maybe while you're out there, put on a good show, put on a good impression, because I would guess that knowing Hugh Freeze and this staff, they're going to try to make a little recruiting imprint out there. Knowing Hugh Freeze, he's not just going to go out there and not meet some coaches and not try to recruit. I bet he does some, I bet he does some recruiting that week. Um, so he's probably going to have some guys coming to that. I'm just guessing here, but he's probably going to have some guys coming to that game and wants to put on a show. You'll be the only SEC team playing at that point because you're going to be the kickoff going to be at 9:45. So I plan on taking a nap at like 6:30 uh, and just get, getting up around nine, and, you know, and getting cranked up. Yeah. Um, but you'll be the you'll, it'll be everyone will be watching it because it'll be Auburn will be the biggest product on TV at that point. I mean, it'll be on at 11 o'clock at night. So whoever's up at that point will be watching it. And um, it'll just be a big statement. It'll be the first time that a lot of people are watching Hugh Freeze coach Auburn for the first time just across the country. So make a statement, beat Cal down 38 to 17, something like that, 31 to 17, 28 to 7, whatever it is. But just yeah. come out there with a double-digit dub, man. Uh, look good. I would probably maybe like a slow start and then just kind of, you know, as it goes on, just pound them into the ground. But um, I do think it is a very important game. It's Hugh Freeze's first 
big primetime game and all the reasons that we just mentioned. So it being week two, man, it is a, it is, like I said, with the AM game, it's a tone setter. It can really get you off on the right foot. So just go in there and handle your business, man. Dustin, I have Ole Miss at number three. Mm-hmm. This is going to be so fun, Blake. This is going to be such a fun game. Yeah, I wonder why we got them uh, this high <laughs> up here on our list. Uh, <laughs> first off, it was because of what happened last year, right? Uh, and let's talk about mm-hmm. the season. Uh, they were absolutely kicking our ass. Uh, we know what Quinshawn Jenkins did. This was a guy that was 30 minutes away from Auburn and uh, begged to go to Auburn, and uh, Brian Harson never recruited him. So <laughs> he ends up running the ball down our throat. Uh, we end up coming back. Robbie Ashford makes some plays. This offense makes some plays. Uh, we get back into the football game. There is some opportunities to get some turnovers. The ball doesn't bounce our way. It just doesn't happen for Auburn. Uh, and Ole Miss puts us away. And then down the back end of the season, uh, Ole Miss was hot. And then they went ice cold. And then they started going on the road and hearing uh, that Lane Kiffin was going to Auburn. Student sections were, you know, chanting Auburn, Auburn. Uh, and it was just wild. It was complete turmoil, chaos, man, what he was going through uh, during those few weeks. And the smoke was real. It it felt like he was going to be the next head football coach of the Auburn Tigers. Yeah. And we even talked about it on an episode back when we used to do audio only. All right. And, uh, you know, we were both kind of saying it, it felt real. We were talking to people that yeah. are in the, in the rooms that, that asked Brian Harson and Hugh Freeze questions. All right. And we were saying, Hey, how does it, how does it look? And they were saying, man, it's, it's 99%. It, it looks like it's him. You know, it looks like it's him. It looks like the deal is done. Yeah. And all of a sudden, he comes out and says, hey, I'm staying at Ole Miss. Auburn hires Hugh Freeze. Uh, the, you know, Auburn fans are in shock. Some are saying, no, this can't be. Hugh Freeze is, you know, he's not that guy. He doesn't represent the university well in a way that we would want. Uh, and so then you got Twitter lane the troll who uh, continues to come out and troll Auburn and he doesn't stop. And we know how he is. He's like a 15, 16 year old uh, on social media. He uh, thinks it's funny. He thinks it's uh, all a game. And, you know, a lot of Alabama fans think that's the next head coach at Alabama. And I'm sorry, I disagree because I don't think Alabama operates like that. I don't think they put up Hmm. with that, but, between Ole Miss and Auburn, all right? I have this game at three. And the reason I have it at three is because you got A&M, Georgia, LSU, and then you got Ole Miss, all right? So, like we mentioned, got to get A&M. But if you lose to Georgia and then you lose to LSU, my God, you can't turn around and Mm -hmm. lose to Ole Miss, all right? And you can't have Lane trotting across the 50 to shake Hugh's hand and him smiling and say, yeah, that's why I didn't leave Ole Miss, all right? And and you even, you've even got the Ole Miss fan base sitting here going, we're better than you now. We've owned you. You've owned what? You've owned what? You're, what, 35 and 11 all time in the series? Yeah, got their first in seven years. Let, let me tell you something. Ole Miss, Ole Miss fans, if you're listening to this, I just mentioned earlier that this was a 16 conference. All right, in football, it's a six-team conference. Your name wasn't on there. 
right? And it wasn't on there for a reason. It's because never won the West. You've never won the West, all right? You've never – you didn't even go inside of the Atlanta Superdome or, or – yeah, right, Georgia Dome. The, the Georgia Dome or whatever, it, the, the Georgia Dome. You never went inside, <laughs> ever, right? Oh, oh, yeah, they did. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they did. They played Boise State in a kickoff game there. Right, right. Uh, right. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Well, anything that had meaning, you never went into the Georgia Dome, okay? Uh, and now the Mercedes-Benz, you've never been in there, you know? <laughs> and so uh, just I don't know if you actually love Atlanta or, you know, what. It doesn't look like it, so – uh, just just know your place, know your role, and stop trying to put yourself on a pedestal with Auburn because you're not. You're not the the, the history and and the program is just not there. So, I think this is a huge game for Hugh. Obviously, we know that he was at Ole Miss. Yeah. All right, and we know what happened there, and we know that Jordan Hare is going to be absolutely bananas. All right, it yeah. is going to be. I can't wait, bro. It is going to be the most hellacious atmosphere that maybe we've seen yeah. in years. Okay, you thought Texas A&M last year was was lights out. You thought that that, that swag surfing and that light show was electric. Boy, let me tell you something. If this is a tie ball game going into the fourth quarter, <laughs> Jordan Hare might crumble. It might come down. This place well, is going to be – night, Blake, 630 kick. Come on now. Come on now. This place is going to be electric, Dustin. And you let Auburn win this football game. Hmm. I mean, I don't know if we'll throw mustard and golf balls, right? <laughs> but it's going to be electric, all right? Yeah. And uh, in my opinion, if I had to put one on the schedule and pinpoint and say you can't lose that game, this is the one. This is the one because whoever wins this game right here, uh, the opposing fan base is coming after next. Right? <laughs> They're coming after next. It's going to be blood. It's going to uh, be blood. And so, on social media. Man, it's going to break, dude. And and I can't see Lane running across the 50, shaking Hughes' hand and saying, gotcha. All right? Mm. Uh, and and then you're going to have to hear the, the jokes of Hugh at, at Ole Miss and all that. I don't want to hear that. All right. But here's the thing is – Auburn can beat Ole Miss, okay? They can beat Ole Miss, all right? Look, this is this is a guy that just brought in Spencer Sanders from Oklahoma State mm-hmm. uh, when you had Jackson Dart as your starting quarterback. So what is – there you go. He don't believe in Jackson Dart. You want to know why? Because Jackson Dart turns the ball over too much. He throws it to the other team too much. Uh, I, can, I can really vividly remember – a, a key pick he threw in that LSU game they had last year. They were inside the red zone, and he just lobbed a ball to the mm-hmm. to the corner of the end zone and threw it right to the LSU DB. I mean, he just sitting there waiting on it, you know. Yeah. Uh, and and so, what is that quarterback room thinking? All right. Uh, Spencer Sanders. Also, you look at him. He threw the ball to the other team a lot. You know, now I know the Big 12, that's all they do is they just throw it around air raid, throw it around the yard 70 times a game. But bro threw like 40 picks mm-hmm. in his career at Oklahoma State. Yeah. And I know he's a veteran, but who's going to be that starter? What are they going to do on offense? Are they going to pound uh, Quinshawn Judson? Are, are they, are, what are they going to do? Are, 
are they gonna are they gonna spread it around the yard? Are they gonna how are they gonna attack Auburn? Because I think Auburn has the secondary to match up with their receivers mm. this year. So if Auburn can and if they can stop match up, yeah, if they can match up in the trenches and stop the run and really force Ole Miss to throw the football, I think you could win this football game. And now one thing I don't want to see is what happened a couple of years ago, uh, and you had to kick all them field goals against Ole Miss, and uh, it, it got tighter uh, than what it should have been uh, yeah. because we were absolutely working Matt Corral and, uh, and sent him out of the game and just couldn't capitalize offensively. Mm-hmm. But that is why this game sits at number three for me, Dustin, is because I think it's a, a, a must-win game. And, you know, in my opinion, Dustin, in my opinion, if you win this game, you get to nine wins. All right? Auburn fans, you win this game right here, you're going nine and three. All right? And we'll get to a prediction show uh, closer we get. But I mm-hmm. honestly believe that. I believe if you beat Ole Miss, you go nine and three. Okay. Um, and uh, and that's why it's so high for me. But let's go to number two. I got Texas A&M. You got Ole Miss. Since I just talked about Ole Miss, Dustin, I'll take this one first. I got A&M because this is the first SEC game for Hugh. And you're on the road. This is a team that you beat last year. Cadillac Williams set Jordan Hare on fire, right? Uh, this is a team that just hired Bobby Petrino as their offensive coordinator. Uh, this is a team that has lacked identity on the offensive side of the ball with Jimbo. So now they're trying to fix that. They're trying to uh, get the ball out. They're trying to uh, get get playmakers out in space. That is something they've lacked over the years with Jimbo. Uh, and what are we going to see from Texas A&M? What does their quarterback mm-hmm. situation look like? That was a, a disaster last year. Uh, their defense is always really, really good. That is one thing that you can pinpoint with Texas A&M that is going to be damn, just pure damn filthy is their defense, all right? Uh, But what is their offense going to look like? I know they got Anaya Smith coming back. I know he had the leg injury last year, uh, but he will be back, I believe. And what is their running backs? What's their backfield going to look like? They lost lost A-Chain, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so he's gone, so – uh, are, are they going to be explosive in the backfield? I'm not really sure, but I think if you win this game, you start 1-0 in the SEC. Like you mentioned a while ago, 4-2, and two, Georgia and LSU after that looks a hell of a lot better than 3-3. Three and three. So yeah. this is the key, pivotal SEC matchup uh, to start the year off, man. It's so crucial that Hugh and the boys go out there and get this dub. Uh, but that's why I got them at number two. Yeah. Man. Yeah, big game, man. Really big game. Uh, just because of where it's where it's at. Well, Ole Miss, bro. It's just like I'm just so sick. I mean, if you follow me on social media, like you know what it is. I probably mm-hmm. make fun of Ole Miss about every day or two because I it's just it's just ridiculous. They, their fans they just piss me off so much with the way they acted with the whole thing. It's like, dude. And yeah, I guess you're a baseball school, but I didn't see you in Hoover. Mm. I they guess you're basically yeah. They did win the Natty last year. Yeah, they won the Natty, but I mean, you follow it up by not even making the conference tournament. Like, this is supposed to be your sport, man, and you can't even get consistent at it. Uh, same thing with Mississippi State. Where were y'all at? Two schools, two people don't make the SEC tournament, and they both happen to reside in the baseball state. So and, I just and and Dustin Southern Miss is 
plan to go to Omaha. Yeah, 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 exactly. Southern Miss is the is, is Mississippi baseball, if you ask me. Mm. Um, so yeah, I don't and just with all this, bro, it's like you said, the 31 to 11 or whatever in the world mm. it is, uh go on my Twitter. I've probably posted it 15 times, like I said. <laughs> I just uh, you know I mean? I, they um it's a joke. It's a joke. And for all the reasons that you mentioned, just I, I wanted to throw up just when you talked about the possibility of Lane Kiffin with that stupid smirk running across the, and then you, what do you know? He's going to tweet afterwards and all this kind of stuff. And it, what gets me Blake is he acts like it was never considered. Dude, yeah. like you, like you mentioned, bro, I've got DMS from everybody, from everybody, from every Auburn outlet you can think of, not just one saying this is a done deal and people that don't miss people that when they usually tell us stuff, it's like, okay, now me and you, our goal is to not be insiders. So even when we hear stuff, we're not going to come out and just be like, uh, you know, we're not going to try to like break it. That's not what we want to do. If yeah. we have some kind of some inside info, we'll kind of leak it into the podcast. Like yeah. you have to kind of listen, you know, um, and you kind of can pick up, but like, so that's not really our game, but like, bro, we were hearing this, right? Mm-hmm. And then look at, uh, go, go, um, go on YouTube, look up Josh Pate's video. When you're done here, look up Josh Pate's video. He talks about how he was in earshot of Jimmy Sexton and Lane Kiffin, and they were worried about Hugh Freeze's win at Arkansas. If maybe that had made Auburn want to consider Hugh more than Lane, yeah. so he wanted the job. Now, whatever happened, I don't know. I've got a I've got a theory, um, and we've kind of heard some things that maybe, and this is, this is not like exclude it's out there that he wanted some things in this contract that Auburn just said no, no, you you know you want you want to buy out even if you go even if you leave to go to certain schools that happen to be our rivals. John Cohen would have been an idiot if those rumors are true to meet those demands. But the fact that Lane acts like. This was not considered. Buddy, you were all but signed. And he mm-hmm. still he still attacks that reporter from the uh, the, the local reporter. Yeah. I think he's out of Jackson or wherever, but somewhere in Mississippi. He's still attacking him. Bro, the guy, like, you were going to Auburn. You were going to Auburn. Whatever happened, however it happened, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But, like, you're still attacking the media like this is just some made-up fantasy. It's like, so that part of it is ridiculous. Is a guy, Blake, that got fired on the tarmac by by USC. Like he got literally chased out of Knoxville. Got chased out of Knoxville mm-hmm. by their fans. Like, mm-hmm. just look up this cat's history, man. Is he an offensive genius? Yes, but he almost ruins it by his ridiculous fourth down decisions. Mm-hmm. Like, just take three. You end up losing the game by seven, where you left nine points on the board. For field goals, just take the three, man. He just, I, I don't, you know, oh, dude, it's just, it's so outrageous. And just the way their fans acted, the way that it was like, well, of course he was like, you like, you big timed Auburn, like you did something to Auburn. Um, for all these reasons, dude, this game is going to be so hype. If you see me in the stands, don't judge how I'm acting. I'm going to be outside my mind, bro. Like, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be in a sane state. So don't expect any kind of professionalism coming from me on October 21st. I pray to God that is a night game, dude. Um, It is going to be so much fun. It's going to be so much hype. I love trash talk. This is fun. 
We can still hang out with the Ole Miss fans after the game. This doesn't have to be personal. But, boy, when they tee it off, bro, like, y'all been talking a lot of smack. Y'all been talking a lot of smack. And I got a feeling like, like, they know how good a coach Hugh Freeze is. They know. They know that. Yeah. And they and they'll be and they'll be reminded, and he's going to remind the SEC sooner rather than later that I'm that dude. But this one is going to be an absolute. Dude, this is going to be nuts. It's going to be so much fun. I absolutely love trash talk. I love the drama, all that, and and everything that just all the hype that's piled into this game, dude. This is going to be this is going to be a blast. What if if we win? What are the memes going to be like? You know what I mean? Like it's going to be unreal. Ole, Ole Miss will turn them off. <laughs> the, the, they'll turn their mentions off. Will even post it? <laughs> yeah, they might not post the final score. Uh, but, yeah, I, I completely agree with you, Dustin. It's it's going to be uh, absolutely electric in Jordan yeah. here. But let's go to number one, man, and we both agree on this. It will always and forever be the right. Alabama Crimson Tide as the most important game on the Auburn Tigers football schedule. And, uh, you know, first year. Hugh Freeze, you get them at Jordan Hare, man. You got them coming in with no Bryce Young. Mm. Hey, and and I think this is important because where are you going to be at in the season? All right, where is Alabama going to be at? It, what do we know about Alabama this year? This is the first year that this might sound crazy to some people, but there's no Mac Jones, Tua Tungavaloa, Jalen Hurts. You know, uh, there's there's no Bryce Young over there. So. You're looking at year one and you're going, hey, you know, we know their defense is going to be really good, but you know, they lost they lost Gibbs in the backfield. Their receiving core, like what is it going to look like? I mean, they, they've struggled last year at the receiver position. There's no Jamison Williams coming out that tunnel. There's no uh, John Mechie. There, you know, all the slew of great receivers that they've had. Those guys, you know – there's not really anybody that I fear over there, you right. know, like I did in the past where I was like, man, uh, we got – they got, you know, Ruggs and Judy and and all those cats, Waddle, and like, man, you know, they're not there. So, with our secondary, hmm. and I keep, I keep talking about that secondary because I think it's going to be the greatest position group on the field for Auburn this hmm. year. Uh, but uh, with our secondary, you know, and uh, – they don't scare me, you know, and, and with no Bryce Young back there, man, we saw the the drive two years ago and what he did and all the special moments that he had in that Alabama uniform. Uh, the dude was absolutely phenomenal. Number one, first round, number one pick, all that good stuff to the Carolina Panthers. Now you've got Tyler Buckner coming in from Notre Dame with Tommy Reese as the new OC. And, you know who their DC is now, Dustin. Yeah, yeah. All right. So there's a there's a, I want to yeah I want to bring that up. There's a little blood there, right? So, um, but I think Hugh gets them at home, man, and uh, that that's got to be electric for Hugh, knowing that you don't have to go to Tuscaloosa year one. Uh, wh- what are you gonna be? What are they gonna be? Uh, and if you can beat Alabama. Auburn fans, if you're listening to this, I've I've said this for months. If you can beat Alabama and you want recruiting to absolutely take off, 
this is the football game to do it. If you want a Perry Thompson, if you want a Ryan Williams, if you want a Cam Coleman, if you want all those, all these dudes, all these cats, if you don't want to lose, yeah, yeah, Sterling Dixon. If you don't want to lose a Curtis Perry anymore, or 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 those guys like that, you know, this is the game. This is it. And you go in there and you whoop you whoop Nick Saban's ass year one, and you meet him at the fifty, and you say, "Hey, look, great game." All right, but it's gonna keep happening. Hmm. All right, it, this is just the start. It's gonna keep happening. Right? Pat Donna Bear Bryant, two three Saban. There you go. And this one would mean the world to the Auburn faithful. Excuse me, I dropped my pen. This would mean yeah. This would mean the world to the Auburn faithful if you go in there, win this football game hmm. after the two years of what Auburn just had to go through. It would mean so much to this fan base, and that's why I think this is the most important game on Auburn's football schedule. Yeah, me and you will never – me and you will never not have this as number one. Um, me and you have been very clear about how – how we where we hold this rivalry at. There's been a, a weird push um, from a lot of people just in the Auburn kind of sphere, and I've seen it just where they're kind of – Poo-pooing rivalries. And I get it to an extent because it's like mm-hmm. with the 12-team playoff, with the SEC title, with all this stuff, you beat them in the regular season, then, okay, you got to play them again. But, bro, like, I'm sorry. I'm just not from that. Like, I'm just not from that. You're playing Alabama. Um, we just come off we, – we've been pretty vocal about how rough this year was versus them in athletics, right? Mm-hmm. Well, this is kind of the big star. This is the start to the big three. Yep. So this is, this is your chance to say, okay, we're going to do it right this time. Um, you talk about recruiting. You get you get the Iron Bowl at home every two years. So once every two years, you have an opportunity to have to be on the biggest stage in college football. And what I'm yep. saying is, think about the atmosphere of Jordan-Hare Stadium on Iron Bowl Saturday. That That's the hypest, the best atmosphere, or at least one of – in that season, regardless of record, just go back to Harson's first year. Think about how that crowd almost willed just a busted up Auburn team mm-hmm. to Vic. We should have never been in that game, bro. Three overtimes. We should have yep. never been in that game. Um, if we would have just ran the same defense, we ran the entire four- game that last drive. We would have yep. won the damn thing, but that's neither here nor there. But the thing is, it's just like, like you said, you're going to have all those guys on the sideline. This will be the last game before National Signing Day. There's just so much in recruiting where you can say, man, we're on this level and we're just getting started. Nick Saban is on the back end of his career. In the same yep. way, like I just mentioned, Paul Bear Bryant was when Pat Dye was still ha- still in his prime, the way Hugh Freeze is still riding up in his prime. Hugh Freeze is hungry. We know that he can beat Nick Saban. He's done it twice in a row at a poverty program like we just talked about with Ole Piss. So yeah. to have the opportunity to, to, to man, if, if he makes this happen and, and even just being in the game would be cool, but like Auburn's always in the game in Jordan Hare stadium. Yeah. And here's the thing. Anytime Auburn's decent, man, anytime we're seven, eight wins decent in this game, we usually beat them at home. Yep. And it, they were so much better than us in 2009 with Chris Tommy, we had that crazy reverse with T-Zach. We had the onside kick. We almost pulled it out. Ultimately, we just just didn't have the the horses to cover a freaking Julio Jones. But, like, you talk about a Perry Thompson. 
out of the same school, a Foley High School. Mm-hmm. Win that Iron Bowl with Perry Thompson right there. And then you have that guy in the Iron Bowl that they can't cover. Mm-hmm. It's a trickle-down effect. There's so many things. And I don't want to lose to Bama back-to-back in Jordan Stadium. I should have looked it up. I don't know if that's ever even happened. Because, um, again, we didn't even get to play them in Jordan Stadium until 1989. Yeah. Um and it was up until Saban came and ruined everything. They'd never even won in Auburn. But we got to protect our house versus our biggest rivals, man. And all the cliche stuff, all in that 30 for 30, about the stuff that you always hear, about having to hear for 365 days and blah, 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 blah. When you're in it for so long, it becomes that little blah, blah, blah. But, like, it's not in the game. When I wake up on Iron Bowl Saturday, bro, it is a whole different me. There's a whole different feeling. I don't care what our record is. I've convinced myself before in 2012, bro, <laughs> I promise you, I hyped, I hyped myself up by kickoff, man, punt, bam, a punt, and blah, 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 blah. you know, you can yeah. do it. You can die. You can do it. You can get into the history and all that. But uh, yeah, man, it's just, it's the best rivalry in sports. You get it at home once every two years. So you get the, that opportunity to have that amazing atmosphere. Like you said, all the recruits, everything that it means it's just it's the biggest it's the biggest thing in the state of alabama it just is that's how important it is that the entire state stops that's not hyperbole so and if you win that game man in year one of hugh freeze boy like the statement that you make to the nation Mm -hmm. but more importantly the statement that you make to all the high school prospects and high school coaches across the state of alabama it would be earth-shattering on the recruiting front. It really would be. I agree 100%, Dustin. I, I think um, everything you said was was spot on, and it is the greatest rivalry in the country. Uh, and and it's it's going to it's gonna mean something this year. And, and it, it always does mean something, but it, there's going to be an extra little – an extra little fire in that game this yes, year, sir. and uh, and th- that's why we both had it at number one is because of those recruiting purposes uh, that it, it's going to carry so much weight, and it, it's beyond the game, it's beyond the football field, it's beyond the gridiron, man. It it goes into recruiting into parents' uh, homes and and sitting on their couches talking to their kids. That's what this game means because you want to take the state. And uh, and if you do that, like you said, man, you you have a Ryan Williams in the class of 2025 sitting here looking, going, hey, man, you know, I'm committed to Alabama. I'm Mr. Football. I'm the number one player in Alabama. And Auburn, my dad played at Auburn. I want to go to Auburn because look at Hugh Freeze, man. He's distributing the football to these wide receivers. I know what he's putting the NFL at wide receiver. And here I am at Sarah Land High School, and I've already got Alabama on me, but Man, I, I, I want to go to Auburn. You know, my my dad suited up for Auburn. So that's what it means, man. That is what it means. So, uh, you know, I, I think this was a hell of an episode. I, I enjoyed it. I, th- I think it was fun uh, just to just to go from 12 to 1 and really break down the football schedule. Uh, it, it was a blast, Dustin. I enjoyed it, man. Yes, sir, for sure. It was fun, man. Yeah, look, went a little over time uh, tonight, a little over an hour, but it was worth it. You know, we got to finally talk some Auburn football. But uh, if you could, go over to Apple Podcasts, uh, rate the show, 
like the show, subscribe to it, subscribe on YouTube if you could, uh, click the bell for notifications, uh, get in the comment section, let us know yeah, what are your, your yeah. yeah, rank your games, let us know from 12 to 1 who you like. We would love to hear it, uh, and, and we will definitely be paying attention to that and interacting with all of you, all of our listeners, and uh, we just give so much thanks, and we appreciate hey, each and every one of you. I have a request real quick, man. If anybody out there, if you are into graphic design, if you can make, yeah. if you can do graphic design, if you like clips for a YouTube channel, um, a commitment post, like we need some help with that, man. We're ball guys. We're not artistic guys. I've got it on Canva <laughs> and I've tried. And there's a reason why I don't post the shit because I yeah. suck. So, yeah. Um, yeah. and we're, listen, we're, 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 we're balling on a budget. So we, we you know, we're not going to, we can't offer you a whole lot of money, man. But like, if you want to help us out, bro. Uh, DM us, we can work something out uh, for real. Would yeah. be a big help. So, just if there's anybody out there that's interested in doing that, man, you see my Twitter right there. Blake's at the Up Tempo Podcast on Twitter. Just hit us up, man. That would be cool for us. If you know somebody, shoot them our way. Yeah, we're, we're trying that. to grow, and that's a big part of it. Love that, Dustin, and, and appreciate you bringing that up, man. That that is uh, that slipped my mind. So, uh, I'm I'm thankful for everything that Dustin does for this podcast, and uh, we're just we're busy, man. We both work. 10 12 hour days uh it's it's we're in the heat and uh it's you come home and you just you know you, you don't have the all the time in the world so uh we, jay we really coming back on yep yeah I, jay phillips coming back on and uh and yeah we got a big guest i think when is he coming on wednesday Sometime wednesday wednesday. wednesday so maybe wednesday night thursday morning it'll be yeah. out Yep, Wednesday night, Thursday morning. That sounds like a plan. So uh, that's a big-time guest talking a little Auburn hoops. So, yes, sir. Uh, look, you might not think it's right around the corner, but it is. Uh, it'll <laughs> so, be here before yeah. you know it. They're working so, out. They're practicing. Yeah. So uh, we appreciate each and every one of you for listening. And like always, we'll leave you with a war damn eagle. We'll catch you on the next one. We're out.